Good morning. It's Brian again. Conversations and coffee. Back with our second episode in the podcast. Our guest this morning is Lance. Lance is coming to us from Onyx Coffee Lab. Welcome. Welcome, buddy. How thank are you. you. This morning? Doing well. How are you doing, Brian? Doing, doing just fine, thank you. Uh, sitting with you is uh, an honor. As always, it's nice to see you. And so this morning we're talking about coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, and the, the changes that are coming in coffee, the changes with Onyx Coffee Lab and Togo Coffee and the world of coffee in general. Absolutely. So tell me, what, what's up with you these days? What's going on in coffee? Well, that's his head. Yeah, well, right now all that's swirling around my head is uh, qualifiers this weekend down in Sumner. Mm. Up here to do the barista, I mean the brewer's qualifier. Andrea, one of the owners of Onyx, is coming up to do barista, so... Um, a lot of you know nerves swirling around that, but uh, other than that, yeah, just kind of hanging out in Seattle. Cool, that's awesome. That's awesome. So she's coming down to compete. Is this her first time competing? For no. Uh, so Andrea has done barista the past oh my goodness seven years maybe. Okay. She's gotten second three of the last four years. Wow. Yeah. So this is the time for her to get number one. And so yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> overdue yeah. for sure. <laughs> no more Susan Lucci stuff. Don't nominate me twenty-seven thousand times. <laughs> exactly. For an and never give me one. <laughs> Don't shame me, damn it. Absolutely. Yeah. So this hoping this is her year for sure. She's That's got cool. a cool routine. I'm excited to see her kill it. So. Yeah. Can we talk about the coffees that she's using for this? Or no? Absolutely. So <clears throat> uh, we are both using the same coffee. Uh, it's, um, oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're competing as well. I'm doing Brewer's Cup. Yep. Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm competing in Brewer's this weekend. She's doing Barista, and this is qualifiers for, like, if we make, uh, I think it's top 12, we go on to Nationals, yep. which will be in Long Beach in February. Okay, so you're both going. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I hope so, hope so. Yeah, last year she got second in Barista. Last year I got third in Brewer's. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's obviously baggage there or like not baggage but I guess a burden a precedent that's been set that I feel the need to to uplift but um yeah so we're both using a Colombian Gesha from uh Cafe Cafe Granja Las Bronzas the Cerro Azul farm okay uh and it's an XO process which is essentially like a pressurized lactic process oh wow so it's the same thing as lactic but they're putting in a stain uh, stainless steel container and they're literally adding pressure so it turns into like goopy gelatin yes and anyway um it's really neat really tasty coffee um very insane it's got some liquor like qualities exo it's named exo after the cognac of course XO. yeah of course um that process is so it's very good and I'm, I'm excited about it. a lot of tropical fruit notes some liquor like qualities um really 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 deeply sweet um on top of that she's also using something uh, oh she's using yeah she's using uh, the eugenoides Okay. Um, from from in Macchiolata. Okay, so let's go back for a moment. What's the mouthfeel like on that coffee? Oh, yeah. So it de- definitely depends on how you're pulling it. The way I'm brewing it, it, it has a pretty crazy tactile experience, but a lot of that is from how I'm brewing it. Okay. I'm doing a very... I've, I've essentially made up a brew method for this. Okay, and it sounds like we shouldn't talk about that right <laughs> I mean, now. It's, everyone's going to hear about it. Like, it'll be videotaped Saturday, so it's, like, right. it's going to be on the open. Okay. It's not a big deal. I'm, uh, <clears throat> so I wanted... Okay, so typically when you're brewing coffee, people always talk about how you can... Uh, the more like, clarity you get, the less body you can get and vice versa. Yes. So think like French press versus V60. 
French press has loads of body, not much clarity. V60 has loads of clarity, not much body. Right. So what I wanted, this coffee was so crazy, I wanted to be able to overturn that rule. I wanted to find a way around it. Okay. Um, even though it was a rule I've like always lived by because it always rings true, right? right. Well, I started to think, how can I get an exorbitant amount of like tactile experience without losing any of that clarity and the idea uh, my, my ideas revolved around this um, the placement of fines or the role of fines yeah. in the production of body and clarity because of their exposed surface area they extract quickly giving off those oils and acids that contribute to the tactile experience okay. but also because of their exposed surface area they over extract quickly muddling any clarity you might get so, so it sounds like what we should do is take a V60 Use an AeroPress filter over top of the coffee bed, uh -huh. and use our pouring method to saturate. So I tried that. Okay. That was a, when I was going through this. I tried that. Uh, issue is the water hits that AeroPress filter and bypasses most of the grounds. So I did a full. <laughs> I actually okay. did this. I did two full brews that way, and both times the TDS was less than 0.7. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like water. Okay, so that didn't work, clearly. No, I also tried brewing the majority of the coffee, and uh, like crewing the fines out, okay. brewing the coffee, then putting the AeroPress filter on at the end and adding the fines on top of it, since I knew it bypassed. And then I thought extracting those and kind of touch the edges of the grounds. That also didn't work well. What were the what, readings on that? Um, I mean, it was a normal reading. Okay. It was close to like one three, one four. Okay. Okay. Uh, but then what I came out with is I decided, well, I want to use fines for the body they produce, and I want to be able to take them out. Okay. Well, how do you do that? In a middle, like when it's all, you know, the sludge is all together, how do you take the fines out from a wetted bed? Yeah. So the idea hit me. I could use a mesh filter, which has porous holes big enough to allow some sediment through, um, and then I could catch underneath the mesh filter with a paper filter, whatever I don't want, I can switch the coffee in the mesh filter to another oh, paper filter. Okay. So I'm using literally two brew devices for each brew, so I'm taking, um, let's say, two V60s with wetted paper filters in them, taking the mesh filter with my dose of coffee in it, putting in one of the V60s. I'm pouring and I'm stirring to discharge fines yes. through the mesh filter okay. to be caught in the paper filter. And I'm taking that mesh filter and I'm moving it to the clean V60 after I've taken those fines out. Okay, so that takes us back to, what, seven years ago, six years ago, I think, when Cova Coffee first started the, the, the Able Cone filter. It is the Able, I'm okay. using it. Yep. Okay. So I'm using the Able Cone in order to, uh, um, to yeah, discharge and to move. Uh, so the finalization of the extraction occurs with that average grind size. So on a typical 15 gram dose of the coffee I'm using, on an EK43 I'm getting almost two grams of fines. Oh wow. And so after stirring and discharging and then taking that filter and allowing it to dry out and measuring the fines that actually discharge, yeah. I, I get almost one and three quarters grams Oh out. my goodness. So I'm getting like 70% of the fines out. Oh this is fantastic. Yeah. We're gonna take a commercial break and we'll be right back with you folks.